The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kubule Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. I'm Kule Agbayani alongside Paul Brecht. Happy Tuesday, happy first workday of the week for a lot of you guys, even though if you missed it, we were rocking and rolling yesterday doing a two-hour show. In case you missed it, obviously you can listen to it on demand at hawaiisportsradio.com or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we'll have the YouTube version of the show and um, inside joke that if you missed a portion of the second hour live, it wasn't just you, but you can listen to it on the recording and the podcast version of it. Well, yeah, thank you for joining us. Hope your work week is getting started just fabulously. Feel free to text in to the show at any time at 808-888-KGU1. That's 808-888-5481 because we love to hear what you guys have to say as well as um, it's a lot of basketball that's going on uh, in just a little bit. We'll talk some HHSAA Boys Basketball State uh, Championships. A lot of lot to hear from, including a big upset, which I will, well, upset, maybe not. I'll tell you about in just a little bit. Sorry, I'm getting a little distracted because there's like (laughs) eco trucks outside. Every, like yesterday, I'm getting distracted and yeah, I'm very much a ADD type of kid. So anytime I see, I'm the dog from Squirrel. Yep, exactly. I'm the the squirrel person. So I see trucks um, from Hiko, things going on, but nonetheless, we are here. Maybe I should I could probably change that by facing my back towards the window. But yeah, then think, Alan can come to. Yeah, and then you. and then I'll see in our studio window on the indoor something will happen, and then I'll get distracted all over again. Anywho, uh, now I'm getting back on track. Busy day yesterday, <laughs> as my uh, issues with cars and modes of transportation. <laughs> uh, finally, I did it, you guys. I finally did it. I've been talking about it for maybe the last couple of years uh especially on this show (laughs) let's see we've been on air for a little over two years and i feel like maybe six months to a year into doing this show i've been talking about getting a new car and i finally did so i just wanted to fill you guys in on that a fun little nugget uh shout out and mahalo to eric stevens at pacific honda and it was one of those when you know you know i fell in love with this car and i thought i honestly did not think i would do it but it was it was just a beautiful SUV it's a Honda Passport Trail Sport so it's a very very sporty SUV and it came with the rubber mats which I need and I love because this job I do a lot of stuff that's outdoors and I got to go in and out and the bed part in the SUV has the rubber mats which helps tremendously so yeah I just I fell in love with this car but nonetheless uh, current car, just fine. Thank you to my dad for being the superhero that he is for assisting with changing out my battery and my current car that died yesterday. King. And uh, yeah, heroes all around. So uh, yeah, mahalo to everybody. And now I don't want to drive my new car. <laughs> you don't want to. It's too pretty. <laughs> it's too pretty. I was going to say, I'm like, wait a second. You don't want to drive the new car? It's too pretty. I That I honestly get more than anything else that maybe we've ever said on well, this we, show. We've said on this show before, we're the type of person that will not take like the plastic off of a screen until like until the I have last to. minute, you know? So I'm just like, this car is too beautiful. It's too clean. Oh, I so get it. It's, it's a pre-owned, but at the same time, it's basically brand new. Actually, 
fun fact. The so Eric, the person that told me the car, had told me that for a little while, Dallas Correa owned slash dro- uh, drove okay. that car. He was the previous HPU baseball coach a while ago, and then he, most recently with UH baseball, and then um, I guess not most recently, but prior to him going into the MLB to be a co- where is he Brewers? Somewhere. I think he's with the Brewers. Brewers, yeah, he was with UH for a little bit. They so had multiple coaches yeah. getting promotions to I'm the like, big leagues, which was really really cool <laughs> to see. I'm like, wow, small world, but. Yeah, that's a little fun fact that I was told yesterday. But yes, it's it's very, very nice. Paul kind of wondered why the new car is not here in the garage. It made me home. laugh. I was like, who's messing with me? Yeah. So um, only because I need to like clean out the other car and all this stuff. So it, it'll it'll be here soon, but it's just so pretty. And uh, yeah, anywho. <laughs> all right. Getting back on track um, uh, with you guys. Want to give a huge shout out as we transition back into sports. But thank you for letting me tell you a little bit about uh, my story with my car. Shout out to Jesse Nakanishi and the Hawaii Pacific University men's basketball team. With their win yesterday, they clinch a spot in the PacWest tournament for the first time since 2017. So they beat Concordia 68-59. And again, with that win, they currently are third in the PacWest men's basketball standings. But they officially have the little asterisk next to their Hawaii Pacific name. So which means that they have clinched a berth into the PacWest championships. In the standings, they are behind Point Loma and RU. But HBU sitting at 11-5. and five, And nonetheless, their season will 100% continue come March. So huge congratulations. I know the job is far from being done, but that is there's just so much to be, you know, proud of and excited for with head coach Jesse Nakanishi, their entire coaching staff and all of these players because I mean, first year head coach at HPU and able to do what he has done. And we always joke, though, that his recruiting had already started, even when he was still kind of the interim. But he's he means so much to this program. He loves this program, and he's been really trailblazing and hitting the ground running to keep these Sharks competitive. And I just that's like the thing that I wanted to open up the show with because he's always been so awesome not only when since he's been at HPU but since he was at UH he's been amazing knowing him for so long and I am like so incredibly happy for coach Nakanishi and just the HPU Sharks because I know for a lot of people that maybe don't follow HPU as closely it's a huge deal again since 2017 that's a long time ago people to not make the postseason tournament oh my gosh cool. but they they did it he did it in the first year and including some of the a good handful of players that did return, but obviously he brought in uh, a lot of his own players as well. But uh, I just wanted to make sure I get out all that congratulations because now I turn it all over to Mr. Paul Brecht, who follows the program even more closely and how he must be feeling for Jesse and company. One, first things first, congratulations for sure. I texted them. Uh, I, I could not be more proud of this group of both young men and the the leaders the coaching staff they are really really awesome too i felt like you uh when you're like it's been a really long time 2017 is <laughs> when i graduated high school so um congratulations to the sharks for for going all the way through my college career without <laughs> um 
without making it, I guess. But I'm really, I really, really am proud of this group of young men and the leadership of this coaching staff because I've seen the work that they've been putting in from, like you mentioned, even before Jesse got that interim tag kind of taken off of him. This is a group of people who have put in an obnoxious amount of time, not just on the court, but in the community here in Hawaii and working with local elementary schools. Mm -hmm. Remember, we had that field trip game with Noalani and Manoa Elementary Schools, and Mm -hmm. what a phenomenal experience that was. They got a second, I believe, nationally for what they've been doing in their community service, what they did over on Maui. They had a basketball clinic. They had they helped out over there they sent players yeah they sent players over there they sold t-shirts so it's a group of young men and it's a group of people who are so incredibly selfless with their time and not to mention how awesome and fun they are on the court I really I I can't put into words how proud and happy I am for these guys to see what they've been able to accomplish thus far. And like you said, the job's not finished yet. This is only just the beginning. They clinched it. They booked their ticket. They they punched their ticket. But there's still work to be done. Just because they clinched it, they can still fall to the sixth seat, mm-hmm. theoretically. But they could also work their way up still. A lot of time left. Got to finish the job now. And then... Who knows what can happen? Maybe they go dancing really into deep into March should things go uh, super special here in year number one under Jesse Nakanishi. What I do know, if I am an HPU Sharks fan or if I'm a fan who's considering jumping on the bandwagon of HPU, do it. Enjoy it. It's so fun. And this is a team, this is a program that's built to only grow and get better because they only lose, if I'm not mistaken, like one or two players. They're very similar to our Rainbow Wahine down at UH, where mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of your best players back next year. Van Komen back next year. Sanchez back next year. Diggy Winbush back next year. Nasulu, so on and so forth, where you lose a few depth pieces. Some, you know, your Tucker Polichis, who's a senior, and Jacob Kimura, but you feel really good about the future of HPU and the fact that they've already arrived. Yeah. And I mean, coming back to this year, barring any injuries, I mean, they have a legitimate shot to compete in the PacWest tournament because right now sitting at 11 and five, 16 and eight overall, there was a significant portion of that this season that they were without Matt Van Komen and now he's back, you know, so they have a lot of depth down low right now and very exciting to watch and of course we always talk about their guard play including Melo Sanchez and Diggy Winbush who at any given time either could go off and they're just incredibly fun players to watch you know a few more games left they uh they're still on the road as we mentioned this is the long you know Pacific road trip that they have to take so they play Azusa Pacific on Thursday and then they play Biola on Saturday then they finally come back home to play Shamnat excuse me next week Thursday which you can hear that game on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and then they close out the regular season on Saturday March 2nd at the University of Hawaii Hilo and then the PacWest tournament will be from March 7th 
7th through the 9th. And as we mentioned earlier, they are sitting at third in the PacWest Conference standings right now, but they are only one of three schools who have officially clinched a PacWest championship berth. University of Hawaii Hilo is currently sitting at fifth, and Chaminade, mm, sad face, is uh, way down there. So they need to kind of step it up. Been a tough year for the Silver Swords. Some injuries over there for them. And it's a a really, really packed Pack West where they've lost some close games that at the end of the day you can't do in a conference like this. I I mean, we've seen the talent. We had obviously the Maui Invitational broadcasts Mm -hmm. here on our station. Also, we watched them beat HPU. At McCabe Gymnasium, so definitely one they wanted. The Sharks would want to get back, and it's clear that that team has talent. That team being Chaminade, it just has been a tough year when it comes down to end of game execution, and that's a big reason why we've seen Jesse Nakanishi's squad be able to move themselves to the top of the Pack West. You know, it's that end of game execution that is so so important for whatever team you are. I mentioned our Rainbow Wahine before. It's a big reason why they're where they are at the top of the Big West because of quality end-of-game execution. So going to have to execute at the end of this conference <laughs> season as well, though, should you want to go into this PacWest tournament with a quality seed. Uh, I I know I, I was like, oh, they're the third seed. Blah, blah, blah. You really want to grab one of those top two seeds. Those That's where the advantage lies with a, a first-round buy if you want uh, to see an extended trip for the Sharks. Nonetheless, they sit behind Point Loma and Art U, uh, both teams who swept the Sharks this season. It's okay. We'll get them back in the tournament. All right, so once again, congratulations to HPU men's basketball head coach Jesse Nakanishi and the Sharks for clinching the Pac- a PacWest Championship's berth for the first time since 2017. Going to step aside. When we come back, we will get you caught up with what happened, all the results, and hear from some of the coaches and players from the first round of the Heidi and Cook HHSAA Boys Basketball State Championships on Wake Up in the Den. Back to more Wake Up in the Den with Ku'ule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den, Ku'ule Agbayani and Paul Brecht. Uh, keeping it here with the local basketball talk. Oh. We talked a little bit about HPU basketball to open up the show. Uh, now we go over to high school uh, updates. The Heidi and Cook HHSA Boys Basketball State Championships is underway, at least for Division One. First round of games happened yesterday. Uh, Nanakuli beat Hilo 50-45, to and they will move on to play number one St. Louis on Thursday in the quarterfinal round. That game will be at Punahou at 7 o'clock p.m., uh, Punahou beat Kailua 76-40, so they will move on to play the number three seed that is Kamehameha Schools Hawaii, and that game will be at St. Louis at 7 o'clock p.m. And then we get to a couple of the games that had more OIA schools representing. Let's see. We will start with Kahuku coming up on top over Kamehameha Schools Maui 
53-42. And now they have a date with the OIA champs in Lelehua on Thursday, 5 o'clock p.m. game time at St. Louis School. Again, that'll be Thursday in the quarterfinal round. Uh, before we tell you about another game, though, want to um, play for you what the a player that is in the all-name team, and it's kind of the first time that we've heard his name because he is just a freshman. So shout out to our Michael Lascaro who kind of sent that to us. And I was like, oh my goodness, that is totally our all-name team. And when I realized why we didn't hear from him, I was like, oh, okay, never mind. He's a freshman. So uh, there you go. So this is Cash Daly from Kahuku and what he had to say following their win over Kamehameha Maui. Congratulations, first of all. Um, you know, five big threes in that first um, first half for you. Um, now, I, I know they gave you some looks, but how did you feel shooting the ball? Obviously, you, you, you know, they were they were falling. Uh, yeah. How did you feel today shooting the ball? I mean, it felt really good. Um, it just uh, give all congrats to my teammates. I mean, they gave me some really good looks. They driving kick is just got me open. And I just do what I practice and went in. Um, you know, they were up early. You know, I think you guys sort of had to. I mean. Was the traffic kind of factor into? I mean, I, I know once you guys sort of got your footing, I think some of those shots you hit sort of helped to kind of, you know, get you guys into that rhythm. You know, yeah. um, how important was it for you to kind of, you know, get some of those shots falling and, and, and get some of your other guys going after that? Yeah, it was really important because the first half we struggled offensively and uh, we just, it was tough on defense. We couldn't, we kept giving up rebounds, and so just those shots helped <laughs> helped to get us going a little bit and keep us in it in the first half. Um, you know, they obviously had some size, you know, um, six, seven in that, in that back line, you know, um, you know, uh, how important it was, um, you know, I think Cash didn't really, Cayo didn't really score a whole lot in the, in the stat sheet, but, you know, I think, um, you know, obviously whether it was an offense or a defensive glass, you know, um, he had to do a lot of that line share, you know, how important it was, um, you know, him and the rest of your back line and, you know, keeping some of that size neutralized. Yeah, they're super important. I mean, he didn't score a lot, but he like, he, he did really good today. He just boxed out and got all, all second second shots for us, and it was really important. Um, you know, in that third quarter, you know, you, you didn't necessarily play a lot, but you know, um, you know, it was, it, I guess it was kind of like tiki time. You know, I think he scored like six in that one stretch. You know, um, six of them were in transition, and you know, made a bunch of buckets to kind of um, you know keep that lead where it was. Um, you know, uh, how important has it been, you know, to, to kind of have a variety of guys that are, you know, it isn't only Tiki, it isn't only you. There's a bunch of guys that can, um, you know, score at the guard position for you guys. Yeah, it's been it's been great because you don't know who's gonna who can who's gonna make all the shots that one night. So it makes us really dangerous when everybody can hit and you don't know who's gonna show up that night. Um, Dylan Schnitzer, number 23. You know, I think he led all scores. I don't know exact 20 something points. You know. Um, is that something you guys knew he was going to be the guy for him, for, for them? And, you know, um, you know, what did you guys try to do to sort of slow him down? Yeah, so we knew he was, he was one of the shooters, and so we put our best defender on him, Jens. Good defender, but it was tough. He's, he's quick. He could get to the middle, so we just had to all help and try to stop him. Um, Lelehu next. I mean, um, you know, uh, it's um, in another OA kind of matchup, but, you know, I, I, I bet you guys are you know, obviously happy to be moving on, but, you know, um, you know, uh, is this sort of you guys feel like a, another chance for you guys? I mean, obviously losing to, to Nanakuli was maybe a bit of a, a letdown, but you know, um, you guys see this as another good opportunity to try to, to make it to the semifinals and beyond? Yes, this is a great opportunity. I mean, Lelehu is a really good team. We got to get a flight home, got to prepare for them. I mean, I, I'm glad we got this opportunity and we want some, we want to get back for losing to Nanakuli, so. You know, you feeling that pressure I means your first state tournament, obviously, as a freshman, you know, like, um, 
you know, any kind of nerves. I mean, like, like you know, I think there's people didn't people out there a lot of them didn't think that you were a freshman, you know, and, yeah. and shooting the ball like that. I mean, yeah, it is a little nerve wracking, but I mean, I practice a bunch and I just go back to my practice. That gives me confidence. Again, that was Kohuku boys basketball freshman Cash Daly, who came off the bench to hit six three-pointers and scored a season-high 20 points to help lead Kohuku to that 53-42 to win over Kamehameha Schools Maui. And shout-out and mahalo to Brian Ng from Scoring Live for getting that post-game. And if you guys want to see the full recap, you can go to scoringlive.com. But not too shabby coming off the bench to hit some of those big shots as a freshman. For the all-name team as well, Cash Daily. I am still trying to get over the name because it is <laughs> as perfect of a basketball player name yeah. as you can get. Like Cash Daily. Uh, yeah, my jumper is Cash Daily, baby. Come on now. That's awesome. Six <laughs> three-pointers off the bench, 20 points, freshman. A shout out to him for sure. I think we really do, especially now that we have Michael on the team. I think the end of this school year we need to put together – our, you know, you know our all name team. We need a, a top three all name, our first team all name team to third team all name team. That gives us like fifteen or whatever. Set a certain amount. I think that would be fun. HSRN's all name team. Uh, you know, Cash Daly's got a pretty good chance to hopping on first team there because mm-hmm. it, it also it helps when you're good at the sport and your name fits with the sport. He clearly is good at the sport. <laughs> Kahuku uh, got a special one in that in a freshman. Excited to see how the Red Raiders continue to go through this tournament, especially with young talent like that. Yeah, and shout out to um, any of the Ugbayanis out there. They'll get an automatic bid into uh, yeah, the auto, ballot auto. <laughs> for the all name. Auto all-name first team. team. <laughs> No, but again, huge win uh, for Kahuku as they will move on to play the OIA champs Lelehua. Again, that game will be on Thursday in the quarterfinal round, 5 o'clock p.m. game time at St. Louis School. All right, we're up against the clock. So actually, we're going to take our break uh, earlier than usual because we have a lot more audio to play from you guys from Kala Hale, who... <sighs> who beat the OIA runner-up Mililani 51-48 last night, and they will move on to play the number four seed Baldwin. But we want to uh, be sure we play for you and let you hear from head coach Rob Partini and also one of their leading players, CJ Bostic. So when we come back, we will get you caught up with what happened in that Kalahale-Mililani game last night next on Wake Up in the Den. Wake up in the den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. On a good vibe ready to flow. You keep on coming and I'm coming, baby, please stop rocking my boat. Cause I'm ready to rock. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, and Paul Brecht. I love that song. I love Maoli. This is like one of those soothing voices that you just can't stop listening to. So it's funny. There are bunches of songs that we play for the morning bump music that I'm like... (laughs) 
this will be played at my wedding. This oh. is gonna this is gonna get played at my wedding. This this will be at the reception. And it's like it's a list of like five or six different songs now at this point. But now I just thought about it. Now we really have to take because we've talked about this where we have it. You gotta go to like a you know the local concert. Yeah. Because then we got to teach you how to skank. You got to know how to dance to it. Because now I can imagine you can try and teach me. I can imagine you're gonna play this at your wedding, like on the back on the East Coast, and (laughs) your family's not gonna know what to do. They're just gonna enjoy the music. To do anyway, (laughs) bunch of white people. But you know, it's okay. We don't we don't need to dance well. It's the good vibes. You know. No, absolutely. I'll also try and learn. Though my two left feet might get in the way. You're an athlete. You I am an athlete. I'm an excellent athlete and a terrible dancer. I mean, it's kind of just like not to say not that, that dancing hard. isn't athletics or anything either. That takes incredible athlete or athletic skill. I unfortunately do not have those <laughs> athletic skills, and that's okay. Uh, those those skills are for people who are far more talented than me. <laughs> get you a couple glasses of wine and play some maoli, and I, I feel like the, I, the it'll dance just, moves the, will come yeah, out. Yeah, I don't the know vibes if will be good take over, and you'll just naturally like learn how to skank. I think, and it'll just be awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> now we're done. I'm laughing because we got to make it happen. Actually, so we will. Got to go look at what uh, what concerts are coming up. But anyways, it's it's funny because it's like I I almost it's a detriment to myself when I play that because I'm kind of bummed that we have to actually start talking again and turn down the music. Because I, I wait as long dang. as I can. <laughs> but good vibes, beautiful day outside. Actually, as uh, today's um, I guess views that we have today are a bunch of Hiko trucks and they're up on the power lines right now. So um, very entertaining day with half the road closed in front of us in Kalihi. All right, getting back to the beautiful thing that is basketball. We were uh, to open the show. Huge congratulations we had to Jesse Nakanishi and the HPU men's basketball squad for clinching a spot in the PacWest Conference Championships for the first time since 2017. And I wanted to remind everybody of that because if you missed the show yesterday, we kind of um, joked and Paul, you know, knows that, hey, we cheer for Mililani in this studio just because that's my my alma mater and maybe Waipahu here and there because I'm from Waipahu and Michael Escaro is a Waipahu grad. Uh, but since Paul goes to almost every single HP men's basketball game, one of the games, a Culla Hill boys basketball squad was in attendance. And yesterday, Paul was like, oh, I really want to hear from Culla Hill because they were there at the end supporting the HPU men's basketball squad. And nonetheless, Culla Hill does come up on top over Midilani in a close one. 51-48 to beat the Trojans and move on to play number four Baldwin in the quarterfinal round that will happen on Thursday. Uh, pains me, but nonetheless, shout out. Junior guard CJ Bostic scored 15 points with seven rebounds, three assists, and three steals in 32 minutes of action as they move on to the next round. The team is seeking its first state title since 2015. So uh, before we hear from CJ Bostic, this is what head coach Rob Pardini had to say after the game as our Michael Lescaro had a chance to catch up with him. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, game could have gone either way, right? Uh, we were fortunate enough to be on the on the winning end. And, um, you know, we worked we worked a ton in, in our zone matchup and our man. And, you know, we, we played decent enough to get the win tonight. Uh, first half, 
you, I mean, you guys got to line, you got 10 free throw attempts and they got none. I thought that kind of set the tone for you guys the rest of the way. We, yeah, that was a big emphasis. We wanted to attack, right? We wanted to attack their D and Dorn is such a good rim protector, right? So we were trying to get him in foul trouble as early as possible, but you know, hey, however you get the win, right? Yeah, free throws were key for us. I think we hit a high percentage as a, as a game, right? Pretty high. I don't know what the numbers were, but 15 of 19. Yeah, so that's pretty good for, for us, right? Where is that? 15 of 19 from free throw. Yeah, yeah, great. And then you guys also forced 15 turnovers. All right, man. Um, talk about the defense and, and just kind of limiting that. Sorry. There you go. There you right. go. The defense. You guys forced 15 turnovers, and I thought that was also key too. Yeah, I mean, I I think our zone is formidable. I mean, I think. When we zone, guys, it's, it, you know, we tried to mix it up, zone man, zone man tonight. So we get we get some good looks with our zone. I think it's it slows guys down, especially a firepower like Milani, and, and we're able to stunt guys and get, get some tips and then hopefully get turnovers. Yeah. Your opponent next, Baldwin, on Thursday. Yeah. What do you know about that matchup? I don't know a lot, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> Start tonight. Yeah, I've got some... I gotta get get some research going. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know not enough right now to tell you. The, the last time Hill won a state title was in uh, 2015, uh, but you actually got some some members of that 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 team on the, on the on your bench. I saw Absolutely. Coach Alika Smith, yep. uh, Kupal Harrison. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like uh, the Mustangs Kimo. have the, have the uh, chemo, like yeah. the keys, the, the the pieces to make a run this year for another state title? Well, I always do. Every year, I, I'm I'm optimistic. But uh, yeah, especially this year, we've got some some real key components guys are hungry um and you know we're we're focused but yeah having having coach coops and uh alika is always around and then and then chemo i mean those guys are bedrock call a hail mustangs i mean can't get any better than that yeah that's a cool little fun nugget too in the interview where i'm like oh yeah that's right all of the like former players slash people that were uh, coaching and part of that uh, state championship run for the call mustangs are here again so anything can happen and i've told paul about this i don't know if you've ever had a chance to look it up on youtube yet during like the the uh men's basketball days of when alika smith was there and ac carter and it was just like when a lot of us like shout out ac carter (laughs) next legend (laughs) so there you go you should look up the uh days because it was just like so electric and i think that's kind of you know when people talk about the uh football fans talk about like the colt brennan era and the glory days of football like I go back to the glory days of basketball men's basketball anyways for during the that AC Carter Alika Smith era because it was just insane and it was electric so it's nice to hear um Alika Smith's name get thrown out there and yeah all all there on on the bench helping out the Mustangs as they seek their first state title since 2015 so that was head coach Rob Pardini of the Hill Mustangs now here is what their junior guard CJ Bostic had to say following that win congratulations on this win thank you you guys beat a really tough middle team that was just uh, yeah. seconds away from winning the OIA title for sure um no, what's the feeling like right now? Right now, all I could do is just thank my Lord and Savior God right now. We do this as a team, too. Every single day we're in the gym, we grind, and we're pushing each other even harder after we beat Kailua because we knew we had something to prove because right after that, we lost to Kuku and, and all that. We knew once we were out of the OIA playoffs and stuff, we had to come back and win the state. We knew God meant this journey wasn't for us on the OIA, so we had to come for states. They placed us in a, in a different position that we had to be in, so, you know, we had to just take our spot right there and just do what we could do. 
you know, take advantage of it too. In the position we were in, we had to take advantage of it. Um, you guys got to the free throw line a lot. I yeah. think 19 times total. And you guys also forced um, more turnovers. I think it's forced 15 turnovers, and that really set the game. So talk about, yeah. you know, close to the U.S. wanted to attack their, their, their defense, yeah. as well as your zone defense, mm -hmm. forcing them into bad spots. Although before, Coach just said we were going to mix it up, zone and de uh, zone defense and um, man defense. So what we really just had to do was just come together as a team. And when we were getting back in transition, we had to just sprint, talk to each other, because we knew they run in transition really good. They got great athletes. But for sure, they developed some more shooters than they did before. So it was harder for us. So um, like I said before, too, it's just fundamentals. It just comes from the fundamentals, creating fouls, jump stop. We know Tim likes to jump a lot. So we had to use that as our advantage because they're really undisciplined in the defense. So that took we took that for granted, too. So, yeah. yeah. In that, that third quarter, you guys were up by seven, I believe. Yeah. But then Milan came back to take the lead going in the quarter. Yeah. What, what was the difference in that fourth quarter, you feel like, for you guys? Uh, coach said it to us at halftime. They're going to go on their runs. We're going to go on ours. So we got let them have ours, and we just we took it, let them punch us in the face, and then we came back and had it. We just kept grinding. We came, stayed together as a team, and we just did it. Yeah. Your, your next opponent, Baldwin, do you know anything about them? No, we don't. we got to watch some film on that. So, you know, okay. Okay. once we watch some film on that, we get that together, you know, and, and then we're going to win, win yeah. after that. Yeah. Yep. Focus on the next game. But first thing that we thought coming in here, we, we didn't come to play around. We just... We came to get business done. We're not here to waste our time, you know? Yeah. Um, last time Kala Hill won a state title was in 2015. Yeah. You guys got some members of that, that squad there, you know, Coach Aliko, yeah. Coach Kimo, Coach Kupa yeah. Harrison. Yeah. Um, I know you said, you know, the OI wasn't meant to be, but states is the path you guys got to take. That's the same um, path they did. So yeah. that's, it's just, at this point, we knew it was meant for us. That's why. And then at the end of the day, we knew. We listened to Coops. He knows, he knows what he's talking about. He's successful in it, so. At the end of the day, we just come together and listen to him. That was Cullahale junior guard C.J. Bostic, who scored 15 points and had seven rebounds, three assists, and three steals in Cullahale's 51-48 over Mililani, the OIA runner-up. And now they move on to the quarterfinals to play number four Baldwin. So shout out. And I know I made the joke like, oh, Cullahale and Mililani we cheer for. But at the end of the day, I mean, you guys know, we're just like, we're just cheering and supportive for all the OIA squads, especially if it's a, a team that hasn't won in a while. And we'd love to see all the successes that come to everybody. So take it with a grain of salt. And we like to joke on here, even when I, I, you know, sometimes make fun or bash like your private schools, like Punahou, Iolani, yeah. just know that's all in jest. Obviously we support all of the student athletes and the coaches that go out there and work really hard. I feel like everyone knows but for maybe the small percentage, I was like, oh, man, this girl, she's so biased. She only cheers for this or, oh, she's always bashing the private schools. I'm like, just a reminder, people, that we like to have fun on this show. And it's all of my local people out there, you know what I'm talking about anyways, where we always like to be like, oh, private school because they get everything. And we <laughs> about the public school. Woo! It really is all in jest. We yeah. have a lot of fun here. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we are the partner of the OIA yes. and we love to see our public school friends do well. Like you mentioned before, saw these Kalaheo boys at a HPU game, which goes back to the whole conversation of Jesse Nakanishi's program and the community mm -hmm. outreach that they've had this year. It's cool to see. And I, I joked with you while we were off air that 
you know, I was in a can't-lose position with this Kalaheo Mililani game because either the Trojans would win and obviously, you know, woo, woo go Trojans, <laughs> or the team who was incredibly nice and kind while I was broadcasting a game for HPU uh, just for Jesse. And, um, you know, they came up, introduced themselves, just wanted to have a conversation uh, whenever I had a moment to talk. So very, very happy to see them be successful uh, even if it is at the cost of our Mililani Trojans falling. It's okay, nonetheless. All right, so just to review the quarterfinal matchup, you got number one St. Louis against Nanakuli. Oh, 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 oh. See, there he goes again, <laughs> distracting me. Now he's Alan Mia distracting me with noms. Thank you very much. This is delicious if you guys haven't had it yet. But uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to our Alan Mia. And yeah, we... Love our Alan Mia. He, he's on the beautiful list of all the beautiful people list for an extended period of time. He's finally made it to the permanent list for a lot of reasons, but we will keep him there for a while until until something happens. Yeah, until, just, he, <laughs> until he needs to be taken off. But otherwise, <laughs> right now, he he's rocking out and uh, we love him. Yeah. So, okay. Getting back on track. The Heidi and Cook HHSA Boys Basketball State Championships to review the Upcoming quarterfinal matchups that will be on Thursday. Number one, St. Louis against Nanakuli. Uh, number four, Baldwin and Kala Hale. Those two games will be at Punahou. Uh, five o'clock p.m. will be the first game between Baldwin and Kala Hale, followed by St. Louis Nanakuli. On the other side of the bracket, you have number two, Lelehua and Kahuku. And then number three seed, Kamehameha Schools, Hawaii and Punahou. Those two games will be at St. Louis. Uh, the 5 p.m. game will be Lelehua and Kahuku, followed by Kamehameha Hawaii and Punahou. So that'll be the quarterfinal round. And in case you guys haven't seen it yet or missed the, that portion of the show yesterday, Division 2 does not have a first round. They have a shorter bracket, so they immediately start with the quarterfinals on Thursday. It'll be number one overall seed, Kohala, the defending HHSAA champs, and Le Jardin. That game will be at Kaimuki at 7 o'clock p.m., then the 5 o'clock p.m. at Kaimuki will be number four, Kapa'a, and number five, Kaimuki. And then on the other side of the bracket, number two, University and Aiea, and number three, Seabury and Pahoa. Those two games will be at Kalani. The 5 o'clock p.m. game will be Seabury and Pahoa, followed by University and Aiea. All right, got to take our last break. Also, before... We send it to break, though. Shout out and mahalo to Brian Ng from ScoringLive.com for getting one of those post games and our Michael Lescaro as well. They're always around covering the high school sports, especially throughout this week. So be sure you go to ScoringLive.com, our partners here at the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, for all of your recaps, photos, and all of the other stuff and the stats that everyone likes to see. You know, kids these days, they want to see how they finish in the stats so you can get all of that only at scoringlive.com, the high school sports leader here in Hawaii. All right, got to take a break. We'll be right back on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. It's the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM, AM 760, and HawaiiSportsRadio.com. Alongside Paul Brecht, I'm Kule Agbayani. 
talked a lot of basketball the last couple of days. I mean, now that there's no football, <laughs> it's well, kind of, kind of no football. Till Sunday. There's all kinds of stuff that'll come about. But uh, do want to make note some college football news that came out this morning, and we knew it was you know in the works and whatnot. But the college football playoff board of managers unanimously revised the qualifying criteria for the 12 team playoff that will now include the five highest ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest ranked teams and determined by the CFP selection committee as we were talking about before it's just or they've said with the pack two or the two pack whatever you want to call it being basically nothing and see what happens when we might get that mountain west pack 12 merger um anyways but it the change modifies the original plan, which called for the bracket each year to include the six highest ranked conference champions plus the next six highest ranked teams. So now it'll be five plus seven under the 12 team playoffs format that begins in the fall. The four highest ranked conference champions will be seated one through four and each will receive a first round bye, while teams seated five through 12 will play each other in the first round on the home field of the higher ranked team so basically team ranked fifth will post number 12 yada yada so kind of like how we see in brackets regardless but nonetheless at least this kind of takes away the oh somebody should have made it someone should have made it obviously it won't be a perfect system it never is I'm sure there will be some drama that will happen in the like next season like Oregon State or Washington State could be like the best team ever. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm just saying I, something's bound to happen where it's going to be <laughs> going to throw a wrench in this whole like, oh, let's reorganize and change the format that we thought we were going to do and let's change it because the, you know, well, it's not officially dissipated, but uh, <laughs> the tweak in the Pac-12 conference, a former Power Five, and let's do it this way now to take care of our for sure for sure power five power four champions and go from there instead of like i said six and six it's now the five plus seven move but at least like it'll it'll make things better it won't be perfect i'm almost like licking my chops to see how dramatic it gets with the new system because there's there's bound to be that's why i'm like there's bound to be something that happens or you know when hawaii is the mountain west champion and we are clearly a very very good team but maybe not ranked as high as we should be then we're going to get left out and all of this stuff is going to ensue because hawaii is going to be awesome and you know be kicking butt and taking names don't worry i will lead the charge when we need and we will get in don't don't even (laughs) fret UH fans. I just sit there, believe, enjoy, and uh, everybody else, we're coming. Also, Notre Dame's going to, I saw somebody be like, oh, Notre Dame's going to be the number one team in the nation and then be ranked fifth in this because they're not in a conference. And you know what? Good. Yeah. Good. First That's off, how, how dare you ever think Notre Dame's going to be number one? Uh, that is certainly not going to happen. Second, good. Join a conference. <laughs> They're scared. They're scared. Join the Mountain West. They're scared. Mm. Join the new Pac-12. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Join exactly. somebody. But yeah, it's, that's what's going to happen if independent. Yeah, out. <laughs> but that's a little nugget that's going on in college football. It came out uh, earlier this morning. But uh, leading into, want to remind you guys that, like how Paul kind of said, there is no football until this Sunday because it is the University of Hawaii football spring game. 
in happening this Sunday. Admission is free, except you have to pay for parking. Um, it's like seven bucks, so it's not that bad. But it'll be fun, as we mentioned, like when it comes to women's basketball, nice family fun that's very, very affordable. There will be food trucks for you guys to enjoy as well. And mainly just getting a look at this newer University of Hawaii football squad. I'm excited to see. I haven't gotten a chance to go out to the spring practices because it's from seven to nine and I am here talking to all of you beautiful people. And, you know, Paul got a chance to go out a couple of times. Uh, Michael got a chance to go out once. So I'm very excited to see what, like, everything that this University of Hawaii squad uh, will look like and see some of the new coaches out there, including some of the volunteer coaches. Paul also talked about some of the size that is on this line right now. And we don't even have all of the players in yet. I mean, that's going to kind of be the scary thing going into the fall for this University of Hawaii squad. But yeah, reminder that this Sunday is the University of Hawaii football spring game at the Clarence C.C. Ching Athletics Complex. I'm trying to, off the top of your head, Paul, do you know the time? I want to say it's 5, but I don't want to give it the... It is 5 p.m. Okay. I, didn't want to give wrong, I didn't want to give the wrong information, but this memory of mine still works that I've seen the official timing of everything. The only reason that I knew, honestly, was because I was going through my pictures yesterday to kind of delete old ones, and, and I always take a peek at things that matter. And I did see because they mentioned it at Beeman's Big Bash this past weekend, and uh, which was a great job by Eric Matthews. I want to give a shout out to him for and his entire crew for the great weekend that they put on. But yes, spring game this Sunday, 5 p.m., live DJ, food trucks, autograph session afterwards, the whole nine yards. It's going to be awesome. Go enjoy. Kind of like we said for Beeman's Big Bash, go enjoy the spring game. Enjoy UH sports. Enjoy these young athletes. Ooh, I'm glad you brought up Eric. That was what I forgot to mention yesterday when we were recapping Beeman's Big Bash. The auction that went crazy. So if you guys missed it, they, in um, conjunction with Beeman's Big Bash, they were raising funds for the program and other student athletes and scholarships and and whatnot. So they had an auction where they were auctioning off some pretty unique items as well as the Hawaiian Knights jerseys that the team was wearing. It went absolutely insane. I know firsthand because there were a couple of jerseys and the shorts that I was trying to bid on and kept getting outbid. <laughs> um, but collectively, they raised 26000 for UH the, the UH scholarship fund, and they collected 24 boxes for the state food drive that was also part of Beeman's Big Bash. And to reiterate what Paul just said, shout out to Eric Matthews and his marketing team and everyone at the University of Hawaii for not only promoting the game itself, making the game a fun time on Saturday, but just all the other things that surrounded that event that went into this, all the good deeds, again, for the food drive and then for the scholarships and the auctions and whoever you were, if you're listening right now, <laughs> that outbid me for the number 24 jersey. I will find you. I will find you. <laughs> Just know you are not safe. Like, dang it. And I, well, funny. That jersey is not safe. That funny story. I was actually bidding against uh, one of our friends at the other station initially. Actually, I put in my bid first and then he messaged me on the side after I had 
kind of promoted the auction and he messaged me. He was like, I should have known I was betting against <laughs> you for the number 24 jersey because if you know me, you know that's my favorite number. So that's why he's like, oh, it makes sense now. Because I actually put in like, I usually when I do these auctions, just like eBay, I put in the max bid and then you know, if you're someone that's kind of slowly bidding up, it'll keep automatically bidding against that. So and then so I put in one max bid and then I put in another max bid, I think like 250 and somebody just somebody wanted gotcha. that jersey more. But a lot of the local players like their jerseys went for a thousand bucks. I mean, that was awesome. I kind of know a person that was bidding up all the local jerseys. But hey, that's shout out to this squad and all of you guys that participated in the bidding there was even like a voicemail that could be left by head coach uh football head coach timmy chang baseball coach rich hill like that's pretty cool it was a fun little option on there i'm like but man twenty six thousand dollars and yeah thanks paul for mentioning that i was like there's something i'm forgetting to mention that's what it was to let everybody know back. about that auction. $26,000, 24 boxes collected for the state food drive. And it's only just beginning. Good vibes only. But we got to go for Paul Brecht. I'm Kule Akbayani. Bye.